We want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Blue Banter podcast, a podcast where we're seeking and striving to introduce the members of the RPCNA to the pastors of the RPCNA and to glean wisdom for young and aspiring pastors by interviewing men with ministry experience. I am one of your co-hosts, Joe Smith, pastor of Westminster Reformed Presbyterian Church in Westminster, Colorado. My name is Aaron Murray, pastor of Marion Reformed Presbyterian Church here in Marion, Indiana. I've got no uh, fun facts for us today about Marion, though I think I might have something by the end of this uh, podcast. And uh, Joe, you know this, but for our listeners, it's going to be a little bit of a different uh, podcast for you today. We don't have uh, a guest to interview, and in large part, that's a scheduling error on my end. But uh, Joe and I wanted to record, and uh, what we decided to talk about um, was we decided to talk about our Presbytery family camps. And in some sense, uh, because both of us just attended um, our different Presbytery family camps, and we're kind of coming at the end of the season of Presbytery family camps, I think the Midwest might have one more. You guys have like three or four different family camps, don't you? I think two main ones. There's one out in in Iowa um, that, that most of it guys on the eastern side of our presbytery mm-hmm. will go to well i think that one actually uh starts tomorrow if i'm not yeah, mistaken I think, yeah yeah i think so so by the time this uh, episode goes up that uh, family camp will be uh, taking place as we speak or as you listen i suppose but uh one of the things that we really wanted to talk about is we're going to ask kind of one question and then maybe try to give uh, an answer for um why we think uh this should be. So the question is, why should our our listeners, why should our members of our congregations consider making their Presbytery family camp part of their vacation? And so we've got a number of uh, different reasons that we wanted to give. But uh, before we get into them individually, Joe, you want to just tell us, uh, broadly speaking, what those different categories are? That we're going to be talking about today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just, I mean, we just want to go over the um the the beauty of the fellowship that occurs at these family camps uh the blessing of the teaching some of the uh broader just shepherding and discipleship and learning opportunities that happen at a more informal level and then um some of the blessings of the youth youth discipleship and then briefly we'll touch on just the the real price hurdles of of some attending these camps and then briefly speak about uh, the upcoming next year uh, international conference. Yeah, very good. So let's uh, let's hit the fellowship first. The, the beauty of the fellowship, I think, as you uh, described it. And what what I thought we could do is I just kind of want to give some scriptural warrant um, for the beauty of uh, fellowship, and then you and I can kind of riff back and forth on uh, what that looks like at uh, these family camps. That sound like a plan? Yeah. All right. All right. So first, I mean, I think when we think of Christian fellowship, one of the first places I think of, at least uh, in the New Testament, would be Acts 2.42. This is, you know, right after Pentecost, and we read about the saints gathering for uh, breaking of bread and uh, of fellowship. So um, not only that, but they're also going um, house to house, door to door. They're they're sharing meals with each other. So when we talk about breaking bread, obviously, that's that's talking about uh, the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. But there's there's also in that passage just this idea of just common fellowship of, of common meals uh, that are shared together. And as you go through the scriptures, you can think about the personal greetings that uh, Paul gives at the end of Romans 16. Even though he's not with them, he's he's longing to be with them. He knows them, and uh, he names many of them by name. 
you can think of uh, the letter to the uh, Galatians, not just one church, but to the churches in Galatia in uh, chapter one, uh, verse two there, um, seeming to indicate uh, some level of a presbytery. I'm not going to necessarily like try to make that huge argument right now, but I'll at least throw it before you that um, there are these groups of churches and, and Paul is writing to a group of churches and uh, presumably these churches are to be gathering um, for fellowship as well. You think about uh, the book of Colossians, as Paul tells uh, the Colossians to share uh, the letter that he wrote to them with the churches in Laodicea and uh, vice versa, the church that he wrote to Laodicea or the letter that he wrote to Laodicea to the churches in um, uh, Colossae as well. And of course, we don't have that letter anymore. But uh, the point is that these churches were intermingling with one another. And then, of course, in Second uh, John, um, John says that the elect sister greets you, speaking of uh, another congregation greeting this congregation as well. So there's a lot of biblical warrant for some uh, cross-pollination. I know Kyle Borg made fun of me for using that word, saying it's uh, purely Indiana, but he's from Kansas. So what does he know? So there's a lot of cross-pollination with, I hope he listens. <laughs> um, our, our, I think we're seeing in scripture that the saints in different churches are interacting with one another. So I'll just kind of uh, briefly uh, say all those things and then maybe throw it back to you, Joe. Um but what are you thinking regarding church uh, fellowship or Christian fellowship? As far as its biblical basis? Yeah, or uh, any anything you want to add or uh, um, talk about? No, it's good. It's just funny as you were as you were describing all that, I was actually more in my own mind thinking, well, now since I'm assigned here uh, the teaching element, I need to come <laughs> up think of some biblical passages for uh, for grounding the uh, the. Uh, goodness about coming for for informal teaching on uh, at these family camps or other places so my mind was going there but yeah i mean i think you did a good job of speaking about how it is um an intimate aspect of the body it's it's a means of the edification and the building up of the body that that the entire ministry or the entire uh, group of the saints and every member of it has a part uh, to play in and so yeah uh cross-pollinate away. All right, there you go. So this, uh, I've been in the uh, RP Church since 2012. I think I officially became a member in 2013. Uh, but last week, or yeah, last week was the first time I'd ever gone to a uh, Presbytery family camp. Um, and it, it was a, um, a lot of fun. And, you know, props go to um, Ken Nelson and his wife, Christy. And uh, all the others who put all the effort into putting together this family camp, we had a we had a blast. But as I was thinking about just the the different um, blessings of fellowship, here here are some of the things that uh, that I really enjoyed, and I think that if you go to these family camps, you you also would enjoy as well. But uh, when when you think about going to these family camps, yeah, you're spending time with uh, other people and other congregations. Um, but it was just a real joy to be able to spend time. We only had one other family from our congregation go, but it was just great to be able to um, fellowship with them and uh, spend the whole week with them. So you get to fellowship with uh, people in your own congregations, presumably if they go um, outside of the the normal Lord's Day context or, or even um, outside of any other hospitality things that you guys engage in. You just get to see one another in a different environment and you get to enjoy uh, that that sweet fellowship. But but you also get to meet other people from from other congregations. And, uh, you know, I met a number of people who um, if I had not gone to this camp, I don't know that uh, this side of heaven I ever would have met. Uh, so it was uh, a real joy to be able to um, meet these people, fellowship with these people, hear about their lives and uh, share my life with them as well. And and part of that is, you know, you're building and maintaining friendships that uh, 
Lord willing, at least, will last for all of eternity. Um, so you have that. And it's just a lot of fun. You get to have a lot of fun with people. At this, uh, at Cub McCoy, what uh, the GLG's Presbytery family camp is called, um, we had this trivia night that was put on by uh, Sean Anderson and uh, Nathan Eshelman. And it was uh, it was total pandemonium. <laughs> Um, it was poppers and silly string and chucking candy at each other and all kinds of, uh, crazy, crazy fun questions, but, uh, it was totally overstimulating, but it was just a, a really good time. And that's just, uh, that was a, more of a planned event, but just being able to share meals with each other, uh, stay up late and, um, hang out in lounges and just talk, uh, real, real benefit. Yeah, I would say that's, that was basically my experience too. This was our second year. Uh, getting to go to Golden Bell out here in Colorado. But I mean, it's essentially just as you described. And it's, it's you know, in, in a lot of ways, these camps imitate our Presbyterian government, right? Like we have our, our local meetings and maybe we we see people from a church if we're in an area that where there's another close by. So we have these these weekly kind of local meetings, but then we also have these presbytery wide meetings. And then every four years we have international, which kind of imitates synod where the entire kind of RP body gathers together. So these they're they're a lot of the same benefits that you get to see other pastors, four pastors at Presbytery. That's one of the blessings of them is this time you get to see uh brothers, uh, distant brothers. And it's likewise with um Likewise with these, you know, you get to, they're like big family reunions and you get to see these people that, that may be the only time of year you get to see them. But one of the beautiful things about it is, you know, unlike worldly fellowship and things like that, like you always are going to have something in common with these people that you're Mm -hmm. seeing at these camps. Like you can always speak to them about Christ and always about what Christ has done in their life. And it, to, to just ask people, you know, how did you come to know the Lord, their, their background in the church? I mean, you just always have these points of contact with anybody you're going to run into. And so it's, it's just not like, you know, worldly events or, Mm -hmm. or work dinner parties where, you know, what in the world am I going to talk to this person about? Who knows if we even have anything in common or, or whatever. But, um, you know, it was my experience that, uh, the first one I went to, it really was just such a blessing. And I, I told you before we got on here, in many ways, these camps are like little foretastes of heaven. You know, you're you're a week and you're surrounded by only believers. And it's just like everywhere you walk are Christians and everybody's talking about the Lord. And it's just um it's just a real a real wonderful time. Uh yeah, just just uh getting yeah. to know. Yeah. Long, uh, distant family members. Like well, and, and speaking of getting to know, I, I learned something about, uh, Sean Anderson and Nathan Eshelman when they, uh, when they did this trivia night, they, uh, they wore matching outfits together. So <laughs> our fathers in the faith and fellow podcasters, uh, thought it was okay to, uh, wear matching shirts. And I, I'm just saying that you and I are never going to do that. <laughs> uh, I'm fine with that. All right. Well, let me uh, let me give you one more thing uh, from our testimony, actually, regarding this idea of of fellowship um, before we kind of move on to the next category. And uh, that comes from chapter 26 of our testimony, paragraph three. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I just uh, I just want to read this. And and this chapter um, is on the, the communion of the saints here. So it says, in addition to their obligation to assemble for worship, believers should assemble for social purposes as another means of support and growth. 
In response to Christ's love for them, believers are to express their love to one another by using their diverse gifts and talents to help their brethren, by giving and receiving counsel, support, hospitality, and comfort, by spending time with one another and sharing joys and sorrows. This is especially necessary when, in the providence of God, brethren need material support and moral and spiritual encouragement. So I guess I did read the same thing, but um, even in our uh, subordinate standards and our testimony here, um, there is a great encouragement for us to be um, socializing with one another outside of just the assembly, outside of the, the Lord's Day worship. So that's what I got for a fellowship. You got anything else you want to jump into the next category of the uh, joy of the teaching of our I'm, family camps? I mean, just just briefly, just a couple other things that come to mind. Um, it's not just like the adult conversations that happen, but it's a wonderful way if you've got kids mm-hmm. to to get them to get to know friends and to expand their friendships uh, beyond uh, the local congregation. Uh, so it's just it's it's wonderful. You know, we know the passages um, that that it's great for believers to marry into the faith, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, not that these things are are set up things or something like that, but I mean, just people are just getting to know each other more and creating these friendships, and they see that the body of Christ is bigger than just their local church as well. Um, just a just another thing you get to meet. You know, part of the goal of our podcast here is to introduce the members of the RPCNA to the pastors of the RPCNA. But these family camps are like concrete things where you can go mm-hmm. and, and meet other pastors in, in your presbytery, but then not just other pastors, but other ruling elders and uh, deacons. And so you get to meet officers in the church and and also just as well, the the singing that um, happens at these is is just amazing when you get that many people together that love the Psalms and know how to sing the Psalms. It's um it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, so that, and with that singing, usually that will happen. Not, a, I mean, I don't know how it was at Cub McCoy, but I mean, there's psalm singing like all the time scattered throughout events at, uh, at, at Golden Bell, but a lot of it also happens at some of the formal teaching uh, that, that happens at these things. And so that's kind of what we want to talk about next. And just, so kind of what, what one can expect at least, and maybe you can chime in if, um, if Cub McCoy is any different than this, but you know, there are, what was it? Three, four, five main lectures slash sermons, uh, from the main speaker. That's cute. We had like eight get on our level, big guy from the main, Mm -hmm. from the main guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, George Gregory, he was the uh, speaker, and uh, I'll tell you, that guy was tanked by the end of the week. I bet, yeah. Um, huh, I'd be interested to to know the structure of that or what it looked like. But anyways, um, maybe it's because we actually have cool mountains and stuff out here, so they want to give people some free time to go explore. Uh, first of all, it was in the Smoky Mountains for the Cub McCoy, so, you know, check yourself. Uh, second of all, you know, all of creation <laughs> screams the beauty of God, so I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, that doesn't mean they all do it equally. <laughs> um, John three sixteen is more important to one's salvation than than what your mountains? Chronicles nine one. <laughs> okay, all right, so all right. Go on, go on, better. go on, go on. So you, you, okay. you guys, have, we digress. You know, just, just a tiny little bit of teaching. I get it. Uh-oh. Bird just run into your window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought I was getting attacked. Um. 
All right. So anyways, back on track here. Yeah. The teaching, though, regardless of how many lectures there are, you can expect like main lectures from whoever the speaker is and the speakers that are brought in are are excellent guys that usually uh, their names and they're there for a reason because they're seen to be excellent teachers um, amongst teachers. And so you'll have main lectures on any given topic. And so you can expect those. And then usually like our lectures were followed by time of, of discussion upon the lectures uh, where you're in small groups or it's being led by someone. So um, where the lectures are, are being discussed and applied amongst one another. So that's that's kind of an, a mingling of the fellowship and the teaching. Uh, it's fellowship based on the teaching. And then the kids for the different age ranges, they also will go to like at, at Golden Bell, for instance, they are in there at the beginning of the lecture. There's like a 10 to 15 minute kind of summary lecture almost uh, where where the kids are in there for that. And then after that, they will go to uh, their own classrooms with their own teachers and helpers and receive teaching uh, in those classes, while the adults then have the adult lecture in the adult time of discussion, is that is that basically is was that the Cove McCoy model or? Yeah, more or less. I mean, when we would gather for uh, breakfast, we would have like a time of announcements, and then um, families would drop off their kids at their particular age um, classes, and then um, the adults and high schoolers would meet together. The junior hires had their own separate thing, so we were kind of I was the teacher for that, so that's why I say we. I'm not in junior high. Um, we were in our own separate building, but, uh, we did have, it, there were a couple of evenings where we would all gather together. Um, at least junior high and up would gather together and then, um, have like a sermon or, or something like that. So similar, but, uh, not exactly the same. Sure. Sure. But yeah, I mean, so, and, and as I said, I mean, the teaching, um, is, is excellent, um, that you're getting from these guys. So it's, super high quality and then i just think it's one of the the again the beautiful aspects of it if you're trying to um persuade someone why why it would be good if they go on one vacation a year or two to make these family camps one of them is um just their the the spiritual and and devotional and religious nature of these that they're they're centered around the lord they're to, to the glory of god you're receiving this teaching and this fellowship and there's prayer and they're singing i mean it's just um it's just a beautiful time um who was the uh speaker for uh golden bell so this year it was david whitla and last year it was keith evans and keith taught essentially on communion with Christ and especially communion with Christ and sufferings and all of life. And Whitla this year was on the Psalms of Ascent, essentially as a, a, a playlist, if you will, for pilgrims on their way from the earthly to the heavenly city. Are you and guys so, just working your way through like the seminary guys? I don't know. I don't know who, well, no, uh, no, I don't think that's planned. I think it was announced that, uh, Brian Schneider, uh, who we hope to have on in a few weeks here. He, he's going to be the 20, 25, 25 guy. Nice. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know the rhyme or reason of the speakers there, but yeah, they had two seminary guys back to back, but 
yeah, it's just it's just good stuff. It's 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 excellent stuff. Um, so it's like this just this concentration of wonderful teaching uh, that that you get over the course of the week, and much to reflect on and take home uh, with. Uh, there are things from from those lectures that uh, still stick out in my mind that I've taken with me even from Keith Evans. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I, this is going to be more uh, particular to pastors, I suppose, but one of the benefits that I really like about the family camps is that you get to be preached to, you know, you're normally the one who's, who is preaching, but it's mm-hmm. just nice just to be fed. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I personally benefit from that. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. more than perhaps others uh, would. Sure. No. Yeah, that's right. And just just a quick clarification. When I said I remember something even from Keith Evans, the the <laughs> point of that was not anything about Keith Evans, but the fact that it was a whole year ago. That's <laughs> yeah. You, you, don't, you don't remember anything from uh, David Whitlow <laughs> a couple weeks ago. <laughs> no, um, no, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, that is um, that is one of the wonderful things, like you said, that I, I hadn't thought about, but I have noticed when I'm there, like, yeah, it's, it's nice to sit here and to be on this end of things and to receive that, that angle of mm-hmm. the, the blessedness of, uh, of that. So, yeah. Well, and before we move on really to the next uh, topic about broader shepherding, I, this kind of ties in both to the teaching and uh, to the fellowship as well. So you have the formal teaching that you're receiving from, you know, whoever the main speaker is, but there's also this, uh, I don't know, what, what, what do we call it, observational discipleship that you see, um, looking at other families and how they raise their children um, or how their adult children have turned out. So a lot of times you have, you know, um, generational families who, who show up to these things. Um, so there's a lot of informal teaching and discipleship that takes place as well, which which I found really beneficial. Yeah, I mean, we know kind of the the general motto in some ways that so often more is caught than taught Mm -hmm. and and you see that you get to be around uh other godly people for for a whole week you know you get to see um and and obviously a lot of a lot of ways people are going to be on on their best behavior that's some of the accountability that happens when (laughs) we're around one another but nevertheless you still just get to see like you said how people interact with their children how husbands and wives interact and and just watch uh just watch how godly people carry themselves in the mundane things of of life and so yeah just the exemplary nature in the sense like you're saying of just getting to watch people and to be instructed by the examples and built up by the examples of other godly men and women and like you said that kind of plays into another thing uh, you and i have noticed with with these um, family camps is just uh, for one as as a pastor you just usually get to have wonderful conversations with people that can turn into uh, informal shepherding and discipleship type conversations, you know, people. I think we lost you. Well, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I think I think we lost you. So you were uh, you were talking about the broader shepherding encounters, not just in your local congregation, and then you uh, started to cut out. Sorry. So yeah, I was just saying, I mean, as pastors, you do you get the 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 blessing of just 
informal shepherding and discipleship that happens when people just come up to you and want to pick your brain on something or um there may, there may be members from your congregation who uh, just see that as an opportunity to have an extended time to talk with you when things are more relaxed uh, than than perhaps on a Lord's Day, which sometimes can be a seemingly a running from here to there and and things like that. So it's just a wonderful time of more relaxation. People are open. You just get to have wonderful conversations with people, and uh, and then but too, it's not just that you know people that go would have an opportunity to meet pastors and elders and to receive counsel and ask questions and things like that. But we know from the scriptures, uh, Romans 15, 14, where there's a call with those with knowledge and wisdom and spirit of God to admonish and counsel one another. Galatians 6, 2, bear one another's burdens. Ephesians 4, 12 speaks about the ministry of the saints for the edification of the body. So, I mean, you have this opportunity to ask other godly men and women uh, and and if even you're younger, say you're someone young and see why, you ask someone older than you, 18, 20s, things like that. So you just it's just a wonderful opportunity to glean a lot of godly counsel and wisdom uh from from other members of Christ's body who you wouldn't normally get to uh or wouldn't normally have that kind of opportunity. Uh, to have extended time, you know, I mean, you maybe, you know, you just don't get to have an hour randomly just to sit down with your pastor on a bench somewhere and chat, you know, I mean, these are the the cool opportunities that are par for the course at these events. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the the giving and the receiving of, of shepherding, right? I mean, there were multiple occasions where, um, you know, people were asking me things, which was, uh, you know, I'm still getting used to that as a pastor. Um, but you know, there were also multiple times where I was gleaning things from other people as well. And, um, one of those guys, Brian Planalp, um, he's the, uh, chair of our CYPU board. Um, so our covenant youth board. And, um, I just joined that board, uh, earlier this year and just talking to him and kind of gleaning from, from his wisdom, you know, I was, I was edified, I was shepherded as well. Um, so, you know, you, you kind of leave these, these conferences or these family camps absolutely tanked and totally exhausted, but you're just spiritually full and rich. Um, Mm -hmm. it was, I love it. I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm still kind of, uh, coming down from the the spiritual high, if you want to use that phrase, um, as it were from, from this conference. Yeah. Amen. So, and, you know, with that, um, this idea of broader uh, shepherding encounters, a lot of uh, what takes place at these family camps, at least a big um, opportunity that you don't want to miss is just the discipleship of the youth. Um, so whether that's, you know, you have kids um, high school on down and um, you're wanting them to be discipled by other people in the church or um, whether you're, you yourself are having that opportunity. So, I mean, I'm kind of thinking about this um, because I was speaking for the junior hires. So we kind of got segregated from uh, the adults and high schoolers. And uh, you know, the theme was on uh, rejoicing in the Lord. Uh, That was the conference theme. And so George Gregory was speaking from Ecclesiastes and um, I was speaking from uh, Philippians, you know, I just preached through Philippians. So I had a lot of uh, material that I could kind of, uh, reuse and kind of like all my talks were kind of Frankenstein talks, kind of taken a little bit here and there from the sermons that I preached. But um, it was really encouraging to me to see junior hires. I mean, one, I kind of forgot how young they are, 
um, you know, I'm in my thirties now, which is not old by any means, but I was like, well, okay, these are, these are young kids. Um, and you know, they're rowdy. They've got, uh, they've got robust energy. Um, but I'll tell you what, as we were going through the the talks, they were locked in. Um, they were completely focused. They were very interactive and, uh, I think it was really beneficial and, you know, they would bring up things, um, and make connections that, I wasn't making for them. I was kind of wanting them to make, or they were making connections that I didn't even see. And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of discipleship opportunities uh, for the youth, both for junior high, high school, um, you know, young kids, middle schoolers, um, pre-K, everything in between. Um, these family camps do a lot of work to try and um, disciple our children. Um, so it's just, it's, it's a wonderful thing, uh, to be able to see how the Lord is at work in our youth. And it gives me great encouragement, uh, both for our denomination and for, um, the church as a whole, just uh, seeing how the Lord is raising up these, uh, young children in the faith and just looking forward to how the Lord is going to use them, uh, to continue to advance and build his kingdom. So you get to see that at, at family camps. If, if you don't, you kind of miss out on, on seeing exactly what the Lord is doing. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but again, just hearkening back to the fellowship, it was a, it was a joy for me to be able to see, you know, my children interact with other people's children. Um, you know, my oldest, he's uh he turns seven next month. Um, and we've got a lot of kids here uh, in Marion, um, but we don't have many boys his age. Uh, something we've been praying about and the Lord seems to be answering that uh, prayer request, but it was just a great joy as a parent to see my son play with um, somebody else's son and, and know that, you know, this is another family of God. This is another covenant family and, and just being able to um, feel safe with that. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, uh, I love the, the discipleship element and it doesn't just end in the classroom either. Like there were, there were a lot of discussions that uh, would take place outside of the classroom as well. So uh, don't miss out on that. It's a, it's a real joy to see the Lord use his people to disciple his people. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, it's just, it is one of the beautiful things about the RP's commitment to the youth. I mean, and again, it kind of goes at, at multiple levels and these family camps are a unique and yet just another layer in that you have, you know, whatever you're doing with the youth at your own local congregation, but then often you'll have these, uh, quarterly CY events that happen at different churches. We just had the blessing and privilege of getting to host one here at Westminster. And then you have these annual uh, family camps or annual uh, TFY events at the seminary. And so it is just uh, really cool to see the youth being poured into. And then, like you said, just of the all of the informal stuff that goes on, the the discussions that they will have or the Bible studies that they will have in addition to the formal teaching and things like that that are that are going on at the events themselves. It's uh it is really cool to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So these these family camps they're they're really good for you. They're good for your kids, uh, but you got to pay for them somehow. And uh, they are a little bit expensive at times, and a lot of it depends on uh, the location. And, you know, some of our presbyteries were pretty scattered all over the place. Um, so you got to try to find a place that is at least hopefully somewhere in the middle. So you got to spend the money to drive there and all that. But you also got to pay for your accommodations, the food, the speaker, all that. Um, so, Joe, how uh, how can people who want to go to these family camps, these conferences, what are some ways that uh, they can alleviate the financial burden for their family? 
Well, sure. And, and speaking just from the vantage point of Midwest, but understanding that some of these basics could apply in other ways to other, other family camps, for instance, at Golden Bell, uh, there are various lodging options. Uh, there are lodges, there are cabins, but then there is also, uh, there are campsites where you can tent camp or, if you have a camper, you can pull that in. And I was talking to uh, one of the families in our congregation that's a big family. And uh, I mean, they save hundreds and hundreds of dollars by, now they have a camper, but I mean, it wouldn't matter. It's just a point of, of being on one of those campsites versus being in one of the lodge rooms or something like that. So you could check into, is are there various lodging options at, um, at the place where you're going to be at also um there there was uh i think it ended up being um like a 50 percent discount for uh the youth teachers at, at our camp this year to where if you would volunteer to be one of the you know high school or middle school or whatever age teachers you would get a discount on on the uh, price of admission, the stay price, whatever you want to call it. So, so those were at least two options that I'm aware of at, at the Midwest Golden Bell family camp to, to where those would be very clear ways where one could lower their prices. There, was there anything like that you're aware of at yeah, Cub I mean, McCoy or? well, for Cub McCoy, um, generally we've been renting like college campuses and such. Um, so I don't know if there's that flexibility as far as the accommodations are concerned. There might be, um, but as far as I know, I don't think so. But as far as, you know, volunteering to teach, you can do that. There's a little bit of give and take with that, right? Because you get a bit of a discount. Um, but then if you're volunteering, you're not necessarily being able to listen to the, the speakers, but it's still a, a great, this comes into the, you know, youth discipleship. You're able to disciple other people's kids and um, you're still able to glean from all the other things that we've talked about as well. Um, one of the things that the GLG has uh, kind of recommended um, in our congregations is that if possible, um, when we're putting together our annual budget, try to have a line item that is, you know, uh, family camp scholarship. Um, so that that's one thing that that we do. And um, there's a number of ways you can do that. You can uh, maybe try and collect a special offering. You can just throw it into your normal budget. And then, you know, you can either just grant that scholarship to families who ask for it, or you can ask the the kids to maybe help around the church or maybe give them like scripture or catechism questions to, to memorize. And um, for all that they do, they get a certain dollar amount or something like that. Um, so that that's one way that, that we do it because um, we try to alleviate the financial burdens as much as possible. I mean, you're still gonna have to pay for some, especially if you're a large family. Um, but yeah, the, these kinds of uh, money saving options do exist. And uh, I'm sure that if you really wanted to go and you just couldn't afford it, uh, talk to your talk to your session or sessions. You know, we are a presbytery, so um, we can raise the money somehow if uh, if you really want to go. So that is uh, kind of the things that we were thinking about, the benefits of uh, family camp and why you should consider uh, making a presbytery family camp part of your uh, family vacation or household vacation if you're a, a single or whatnot. Um, we do not have any family camps next year because next year we have the uh, um, quarterly or what's the, what, what am I looking for? Not annual, quarter annual. Help me out. Um, yeah, see, I don't... 
Yeah, I don't know. It's like every four years. Every four like years, yeah. I was trying to come up with a, a fancy word for it. I don't know. Um, Quartennial. Quartennial. Okay. Uh, we'll go with that. <laughs> um, so this year, or next year rather, 2024, we have the RP International Conference, which is uh, basically the whole RP uh, CNA and RP churches uh, around the world gathered together for this uh, week-long conference. So we've got churches in uh, the United States. We've got churches in Canada. We've got churches in Ireland and, and uh, churches in Australia and other all, all across the world. Um, maybe some of our uh, Japan brothers and sisters can make it too. Um, but we gather together and it's basically one giant family camp of uh, all the RPs all over the world. So it's a wonderful time. Uh, the dates for this are uh, Tuesday, the 25th of June from uh, to Monday, July 1st. So let me get that again. June 25th on a Tuesday through Monday, July 1st of 2024. And it's held in not the mountains of Colorado, but in the beautiful cornfields of Indiana. Not just any place in Indiana, but the wonderful, magnificent promised land of the north, Marion, Indiana. Five minutes from my house. So. If you want to come to RP International, those are the dates for you. The uh, speaker, Reverend Warren Peel, Minister of Trinity Reformed Presbyterian Church in Northern Ireland, will be speaking on glorifying God in Babylon, messages from the book of Daniel. Reverend Peel teaches Biblical Greek and New Testament studies at the Reformed Theological College in Belfast. He has co-authored a book with his wife, Ruth, on relationships. So come and uh, glean from the wisdom of Pastor Peel and uh, enjoy fellowship with uh, the saints around the world. Enjoy um, this idea of the broader shepherding, the youth discipleship. Again, these uh, paying for the conference, I think it's a similar idea. If you volunteer, you can knock off some of the, the price. If you're wanting to camp, um, or rather I should say, if you're wanting to use a camper, um, an RV or such, you can uh, just contact me. You can go to our uh, website, Marion reformedpresbyterianchurch.com just send us an email and uh, we'd be happy to let you use our uh, parking lot to be able to park your camper there so with that in mind let me just give you a housekeeping thing for next week we will actually uh, not have a podcast next week so when joe and i first started recording um this podcast the beginning of the year we started in january and i don't think we started posting anything until march because we wanted to bank a bunch of episodes just in case uh one of us was on vacation or we have Presbyterian meetings or Synod meetings just weeks where we couldn't record and we've worked our way through that. So what you're hearing now is uh, what we've got. So I will be on vacation next week. So we don't have uh, anything uh, set up to record. We don't have any extra episodes to post. So it'll be a, a dead air week uh, for you. But I trust that you'll all be able to uh, survive without hearing uh, our beautiful angelic voices. So no podcast next week. If you like this episode, please rate and review us on iTunes or whatever podcast catcher you use. Please share this episode on social media with your friends, with your family. If you have a question you'd like us to ask the pastors that we interview or would like to suggest that we interview your pastor, you can email us at bluebanterpodcast at gmail.com, bluebanterpodcast at gmail.com. Whether you eat, drink, or banter, or go to family camps, do all to the glory of God.